0: Presentation on Murdering the Cathedral* by D.S. Eliot. My topic is to speak on second and fourth night. At first, let me give a short introduction of four nights in general. Four nights were introduced in the play Murdering the Cathedral* by T.S. Eliot, namely Reginald Earth, that is first night, William de Tracy, that is second night, Octi Morvie, that is third knight, Richard Brito, that is fourth knight. Four knights in murdering the cathedral act as an agent of King Henry II and they carry out a murder of Thomas Becket, Archbishop of Canterbury. The four knights were carrying a blow to assassinate the archbishop which was supposedly uh, sanctioned by the King Henry II. The knights justify their action at the end of the drama and the belief that they were performing their social and moral duty for the good of the public. As I was given a topic to speak on Second and Fortnight, so I'll directly explain on Second and Fortnight. <laughs> After the murder of Thomas Beckett, knights begins to give a justification by giving speech on the stage one after the other. I'll speak on the speech given by the second knight, that is William de Tracy. Among all the four knights, William de Tracy is the first to offer an argument in defense of the murder of Beckett and also defends the knights on moral integrity in order to prevent them from being perceived as villains by the audience. William again proceeds to argue that if Beckett had continued to cooperate with the king, then England would have become an idle country through a union of spiritual and temporal administration under the central government. D. Tracy also says that the knights did nothing to gain from Beckett's murder. They are not getting a penny out of this, and the egg will bring them no benefits. And they'll likely be forced to spend the remainder of their lives outside of England. Lastly, uh, D. Tracy ends his speech by underscoring the knight's totally disinterested involvement in the murder. Next, Richard Brito. Designated as the fortnight, then he begins his speech by saying that he has nothing to add to the previous speaker's particular lines of argument. He reframes the way Beckett's murder has been framed before him by asking, Indeed, should be held responsible for killing the Archbishop? By asking this question, Brito aims to get the audience to see that Beckett was himself fully responsible for his death. Brito describes Beckett as suicidal and insane himself, insisted against the priest that the doors to the church be opened and his executors, the knights, be allowed to enter. Though Brito paints Beckett in such a negative light, he ends his speech by saying that Thinking of packet's death as the result of his unsound mind is the only charitable verdict which the audience could give to a man who, according to Brito, had done a great deal of good for Canterbury in the past, before his spiritual rebellion against the king. The fortnight therefore concludes that packet had not been killed, but had committed suicide in the feet of madness. Therefore, the speeches of the second and fourth knights, particularly put the historical situation with such a great show of fairness that the audience might feel inclined to agree with them. In reply to this objection, we may say that if any such effect is produced on the audience, by the speeches of the knights, it would be more than naturalized by what the priests and women of the chorus have to say afterwards. After the knights have their say, they make their exit, and the 12th sanctuary resumes its hold over us in the lamentation of the first priest and the feeling of triumph of the third priest and The play closes with a hymn in the praise of God and in praise of Beckett's martyrdom. Thus, there is little danger of the audience going home with the belief that there was sufficient justification for the murder of Beckett. Uh, besides, the author has taken care to see that the speeches of the knights to not sway the audience in favor of the knights altogether. The repeated use of cliché by the knights imparts a comic touch to the speakers, and the audience would rather laugh at them than sympathize with them. Mm, Thus, the knights in the play represent the strongmen in Germany who carried out Hitler's orders and... The justification they use to rationalize their crime. Thank you.